Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Life's better with a financial partner like Ameris Bank. From opening your first savings account to funding your kid's college tuition, we're with you. From a flash of a business idea to growing that company just as fast, we're we're with you. you. From buying a home to tackling the renovations to make it truly yours, we're We're with with you. you. You have big plans. Financial questions. And decisions to make. And for every idea, life goal, and new venture, we're we're with with you all the way. Visit AmerisBank.com slash with you to get started. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
I'm not tripping about the tradition. want a western adventure but you also want modern convenience what you want is boise we have 15 breweries just miles from hop farms and our downtown is packed with more than a hundred craft restaurants we have an outdoor theater where deer walk by seriously oh and we have more than 200 days of sun every year which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome this is boise the unexpected west plan your trip to visit idaho at visitboise.com At Kroger, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself, because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When you're a Boost member, you get free delivery, double fuel points, and lots more. Sign up at Kroger.com slash boost. I was uh, in Pine Bluff, Doc, for a softball and baseball game. Our, our, our softball team played in Pine Bluff, and then the following week our baseball team uh, played there. I saw you. You were sitting all by yourself off, you know, off, off in the distance. I didn't, didn't get a chance to speak with you then. So we appreciate you coming on with us. And, uh, of course, Doc Gamble was at Alcorn, running backs coach back in the day with yep. uh, Coach Hobson. So we appreciate you coming on. Um, all I can remember, Doc, we go to Pine Bluff. We're down twenty-six to seven, and man, a lot of cuss and disgust in Pine Bluff. But then the Braves rallied and won thirty-nine to thirty-eight, and of course, happy that we won that game. But then I think about your team and how that game got away. Were, was your team, in your mind, able to recover? From that one, because that was a big one at home. I mean, it was just as bad as we played in the first half. We played that much better in the second half, and as well as you guys looked in the first half, it was just the opposite in the second half. Did that game kind of mentally, emotionally set you guys back? I think it did in, in some way. If I, if I point to where everything started to unravel a little bit last year, uh, along with the injuries, um, uh, that was a healthy team that we had, and, and then. Uh, uh, we found a way to not win the game, you know. So uh, it was a uh, humbling experience, I, I can tell you that. I, it really showed that you got to show up to play for four quarters. Yeah. You know, the game's not out of reach at all in no stretch. Um, I think we had, a, uh, along with our new guys that we had, I think they just automatically thought we had the game in the bag. Yeah. You know, and uh, Alcorn has always found a way to stay in the game, no matter against whoever they've played. So uh, I don't think our, our older guys knew that, but uh, – you know, uh, our younger guys didn't. You know, I mean, our, our new additions, our transfer guys, they didn't understand that. You know, so, um, you know, you don't want to always be able to learn through losing. Um, but it was one that, that really, I, you know, if I ever had to point to something, um, that was one that was very disappointing. It was. And, and your, your team, I mean, just to 
what, in the spring you guys were playing for the SWAC championship against Alabama A&M. For the West, obviously, it's wide open. I mean, you've got new coaches, new quarterback, you know, situations, question marks there. Um, How is your team? Because I I just – your quarterback was slinging it all over the yard. You know, defense was making plays and all that. So let's start with the quarterback. Is your quarterback situation – Solidified. Yeah, well, Scotty Perry, he's, he's, he'll return for his fifth year, fifth okay. season. Uh, he's our quarterback right now, and, but he's going to get pushed. You know, I don't have none of the guys anything, you know, so they got to earn it. Um, we got some talented dudes behind him, I can tell you that. So, uh, But so he'll get pushed every single day. But those guys behind him have to really beat him out. And he's tough to beat out, you know, because so, he does everything uh, from a leadership standpoint, from a quarterback standpoint, from a student standpoint that – that uh that you want in front of your team that you you want him to be the face of your team so and he's been like that since he's arrived on campus back in 2018 so uh we're looking forward to it and uh but he's going to have to do some things to improve his game to help us improve and he's going to have to have some help around him as well so it's i I would believe it's safe to say then that Skylar Perry may be the the most veteran quarterback in the Southwestern uh, Athletic Conference when I look at it that's what I think the same thing I I really I, I think he is and and uh um, that's why I, I'm looking forward to, to having him. You know, we're looking forward to having him, and um, he's already gelling with the guys right now. You know, he's bringing out all along. We got some new guys, and like, just like everybody else. But he has them out there, uh, you know, early, late, uh, doing all the things to, that's going to help improve himself and also is going to help improve our team. So what I saw was a team that was very balanced. I mean, you're, Skyler was slinging it all over the yard, but you're ground and pound. Uh, at times, just really trying to grind the game to a halt, and just you know, you make the defense overcommit, you pay for it. If you undercommit, you pay for it. Just kind of keep, keep, keep the defense on skates. That's kind of what I saw with your offense. We 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 got some good parts, you know. We got some really good parts, good players. Let me say that, um, not just parts, but they. Uh, we got a, a strong stable and our, and our running back crew. You know, very talented guys. You know, uh, up front we're gonna be really good. You know, anchored by Mark Evans and you got Noah Hayes, guys that's played a lot of snaps and played a lot of snaps together. Um, you know, we got some question marks out on the outside. You know, we've had we graduated a lot of guys, some guys that have played a lot of snaps for us. So uh, we were able to sprinkle in some young guys to get some snaps on the outside. But really, who's gonna be those those go to guys? Not just a go to guy, but guys. You yeah. know, so uh, we I'm anxious to see uh, who those guys are gonna be. Um, come um, starting August 5th. Defensively, where do you see your team? Well, we, we got a uh, – you know, we gave up some points last year. Yeah. You know, but a ton, a lot of that I, I really attribute to injuries. You know, uh, we got more depth now. You know, even in the spring of 21, we thought we can go play against anybody with our first group of guys. And we worried if somebody got hurt. Um, that we wasn't very as talented as the guy that was playing in front of him. And that came into play in the fall. You know, so um, we got to do some things a little bit differently schematically, but we're going to stick to our philosophy. Uh, but schematically, uh, we're going to be do, do some things. Uh, but the biggest thing is you, you better have some players. And I think we got some players uh, that's going to provide a lot of depth, a lot of competition every single day that's going to make each other better. Um, you know, uh, we get, we got a pretty much a whole new staff. Uh, it seems like our staff is over at Alcorn now with uh, uh, guys, and, and then we got another crew. So, but I got a large network of of, uh, of guys that I know that, yep. that's eager to come work for us. And uh, we got a co coordinators and Jeff Barrow and Tom Sims, uh, great veteran coaches, uh, a lot of knowledge, um, as well as a uh, rising star. I think in the profession to be Jake Barr, linebackers coach, and 
and then we got Jackie Cooper, who coaches our corner. So uh, there's some veteran leadership over there. Uh, again, it's just gelling uh, the new guys that we had, and then um, and then expecting us to win with defense. You know, the, we're talking about anticipated matchups. You know, I talked we talked with Coach Dooley a minute ago, LSU and Southern in state, uh, Arkansas and UAPB. I would love to see you know that kind of matchup on the football field. Um, well, we played them last year. Yeah, we played I, them last year, and you know if you. If you go back to certain points in the game and really the second half of the game, you say who's the Power Five team and who's the who's the FCF's team. You know? yeah. So uh, we are skill position wise, we matched it up really well. Yeah. You know, we, we we really did. Uh, the difference in the game was you know the guys up front, and then they had a big time wide out. You know, the high round draft yeah. choice. You know? <laughs> yeah. now, he was on a different. He was cut from a different cloth than everybody else. Yeah. Um, the Western Division wide open. Yep. I mean. I, I, Who's to say? I mean, Prairie View, Dooley's now at Southern, and you got, you know, who's going to be the quarterback at Alcorn, Southern University, Grambling, uh, Body at Texas Southern, the most experienced quarterback in, in Perry. The Western Division, the Wild Wild West, it looks like that trend continues. It will be. Uh, I mean, I, I was talking to uh, some guys earlier that, you know, you cannot point to anybody on the schedule and say that's an easy win. I mean, you really have to show up every single week and, and, and get after it. Um, you know, so uh, we're expecting to be in the mix uh, when it's all said and done. What do you think about uh, the, the matchup when you all come to Alcorn, coming back uh, to Alcorn State University? I think it'll be good. It's just a great game day environment, and, and uh, we're, we're looking forward to coming. Doc, we appreciate it, and I uh, wish you the best. Thank you. That's uh, UAPB head coach uh, Doc Gamble. Uh, coach Vincent Dancy, the head coach of Mississippi Valley, is Atención miembros de Medicaid. Peach State Health Plan te ayuda con la salud y bienestar de tus hijos. Recibe acceso gratis a programas extraescolares como Boys and Girls Clubs, la YMCA y Girl Scouts. Obtén Medicaid que te da más con Peach State Health Plan. Visita escogepeachstate.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You want a Western adventure, but you also want modern convenience. What you want is Boise. We have 15 breweries just miles from Hop Farms. And our downtown is packed with more than 100 craft restaurants. We have an outdoor theater where deer walk by. Seriously. Oh, and we have more than 200 days of sun every year, which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome. This is Boise, the unexpected West. Plan your trip to visit Idaho at visitboise.com. Welcome back to Swag Football Media Day. And uh, now we turn our attention to Alabama State. Uh, Alabama State, of course, athletic director, Alcorn's own Dr. Jason Cable. And joining us is Eddie Robinson, Jr. Joins us. Coach, we appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure to be on. Uh, coming back home. It's always, I always like to talk to coaches who come back to their alma mater, come back home. You know, have you had a chance to exhale a little bit in Montgomery? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the good thing is I was always around the program, so it wasn't like I had left and never been back before, so it was probably pretty easy for me to come back and feel a part of it. And, uh, and working with a lot of your, your former alumni and your former teammates and some former coaches with Coach Watkins, you know, baseball coach, he's still on campus. Oh, so yeah. He never left. So uh, 
that makes it pretty easy. But uh, you, now you have to get down to the hard work of putting the championship football team together. And, and of course, that's the goal for everybody. I think Coach Watkins sleeps at the stadium. At oh, his own man, stadium. Yeah, he, <laughs> Coach Watkins, he, he's the guy that no matter what goes wrong at Alabama State, if I call him, if he can't fix it, he knows who can. <laughs> <laughs> that's the advantage of having someone that's been around a long time. Absolutely. Well, you've been around the game of football all, all your life. What have you learned? As you now are the head coach, you were an analyst, so you got a chance to watch the game from up above, and now you're on ground level. What, what have you learned about, about just the whole, the whole mindset from player to analyst to now coach? I think the biggest thing is just having accountability and commitment level, and I think that's the thing that we're really working on. And so um, the good thing is that when I was an analyst, you got to think, um, I'm talking to two different head coaches and coordinators and you do 10, 12 games, you have about 25 different guys. So you get a lot of different philosophies, and then you get to see what's working and what's not, you know, based on the structure that the guys put in place. So from my from my standpoint, I think it really goes down to relationships. And you're talking about the Generation Z-type kid, that 18- to 21-year-old kid. If they don't believe that you sincerely care about them, then at that point they're not going to focus and play hard for you, and they're going to get distracted and want to do everything else. So – I think the difference between when Coach Chasm was coaching and W.C. Gordon is like, first of all, we were scared. You know what I'm saying? So we had no choice but to listen to the coach. Now these kids, they have a choice. They don't have to listen and follow to the coach. So you have to really go – you have to activate to try to get them to have buy-in. And once they have buy-in, then they'll be committed and they'll play hard and they'll do everything else. But I I don't remember my dad or or Coach Mark or anybody else ever giving me the answer to why. Like, why you got to do this? Just do it. Today, kids, you got to tell them why. You have to explain to them the why and convince them that it's the right thing to do. And at that point, they'll follow. Yeah, and with social media, I mean, everybody's in their ear. You know, they're, they're listening to everybody. And, and so you got to deal with that dynamic as well. Absolutely. You get a lot of outside voices. You know, I didn't, the things we were the practicing three times a day and all this other crazy stuff Coach Markham had me doing, I thought everybody was doing it. Yeah. I, all I had was a calling card. I couldn't call anybody. I put quarters in the payphone, so I didn't know what they were doing at Jackson and Alcorn, except when we played them. So, yeah. but now it's like, yeah, these these guys. I mean, they can talk to all of their friends. It's on social media. It's on Twitter. So good or bad or indifferent, everything is out there for everybody to see. So you have to you have to really drown the kids with the same voice. And that's one thing I learned from a lot of successful coaches. Just listening to them is that everybody has to have the same message from the head coach to the coordinators, to the equipment manager, everybody's preaching the same thing. So when I'm in my staff meeting, I'm saying, hey, this is the philosophy that we're doing as a team. I don't need you to deviate with your own little personal touches. This is philosophy coming from head to toe. So we have to drown out all of the chatter with giving them the same message every day, every day from top to bottom. And you talk about the buy-in, and I ask every first-year coach at every sport, especially a coach that's been there a few months and they're getting ready for their season, the, the two biggest words to me when I talk to a first-year coach is buy-in because you have to get the players to buy into what you're trying to teach them and, and coach them up to be. So in the buy-in theme, how has the buy-in been for you in getting your players to, to adapt and adjust? Yeah, I think the biggest thing, you have to recognize the kids that don't really want to be there. And so once you once you kind of remove those kids and then you get to the ones who are, are ready to buy and who are ready to listen and to commit, and so to me, I think when you're going down that track, you just have to realize, put your, put your mind in a mindset of what the kid is thinking. So I'm a kid. I was recruited by a former coach who's no longer here. And so now it's a new coach who I don't know. So I didn't get to choose this coach to coach me. He's just put up on me. So now at that point, you have to say, hey, let me have some patience. Let this kid know that, hey, first of all, I trust you and I care about you. So my first thing is 
when we talk to kids, I told all the coaches, hey, start off talking about, hey, let's talk about family. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Let's talk about what things that are important to you. Then you start talking about academics. And then the last thing is you talk about football. And they're on the campus because we know they can play football. So but if we want to talk about the relationship part of it, you start with relationship, then you go to academics, then the football lasts. And then the kids know that, hey, more so than these guys are coming here to coach me, they care about me. And once you care about them, now they can get into, hey, I want to be coached. And so, but I, I just think with this generation of kids, and I have one of my sons on a team, I have a, another uh, one of my sons, a, a second-year college student, and I have a high school senior. So I'm the same thing I'm hearing at home, I kind of get it from what I'm hearing with my football team. And if you don't make these kids feel like you care about them, they will see through it, and they'll Google you and find out that you're lying to them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so because you have kids that are older that are at that level, it, it, does it make your job once you leave home and, and talk to these these student athletes and athletes and students a little bit easier knowing that whether you're at home or not, everyone's kind of on the same level. You can understand what, what they're dealing with or what they're talking about. Yeah, I mean, the language is a little different and the expectations are different. So you know, I, I went from having three sons to 110 sons, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. And so you have to treat each one of them like they're your son. And so, you know, the, 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 the kid that's chatty, that's always talking, always has something to say, they naturally gets the coach attention. But you have to look at that kid who's a quiet kid. He's on time for everything. He's doing everything right. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have something that he needs to discuss personally with the head coach. And so that's what you really have to focus on. You're trying to really cater to all 110 kids to have different needs for each one. And there's some overlap, but then you have to really focus on, hey, this kid, he needs a little bit more from the coach in this area. And so that's where you have to really – and it's not just a, a, a Coach Robinson thing. It's everybody on the staff. It could be a GA – who realize, hey, coach, man, so-and-so, he missed practice, but this is what he has going on personally. So maybe some things that we don't know about. So you have to have it where those kids can open up and talk to you. Well, as you as you talk to your, your – as you look at your team, coach, let's let's talk about it. Quarterback, uh, obviously you've got an Auburn transfer that looks like is leading the way. How would you assess the quarterback position? Well, yeah, uh, Auburn transfer, Demetrius Davis, and he's a kid that's a dual-threat kid, you know, highly successful in Texas high school football, won a couple state championships, was the you know, all-time winningest coach in Texas high school in Texas high school history. So a uh, guy that's used to winning, used to competing, used to playing at a high level. Um, you have Miles Crowley, uh, came back from last year, and he's a guy athletically who can definitely get it done, so he's competing for the starting job. And, then we have a freshman in Quaylet, and then the Joe Owens also. So we have four guys, and the guys are pushing each other to compete. And uh, ultimately, the best guy is going to play. But I, I like them because some of their strengths and weaknesses kind of overlap, but each one of them has a different thing that he's really good at. So I think even if we end up with, with one guy as a starter, which is the objective, you'll still have a little bit of difference and some overlap where you can have different packages for each player. What I saw it, and what I saw from Alabama State offensively I mean, last year, I mean, there were some opportunities there. It's just a matter of just finding a way to, to put more points on the board. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Corey Merritt, that's a, that's a guy that's coming back, and he played behind Ezra Gray. So sometimes you're playing behind that guy who, who's an All-American who's getting all the notoriety. When you come into the game, you make some splashes, but, but you don't really have an opportunity to compete for that starting job. So I mean, he's a guy that I'm really expecting to step up. He's a local kid from Montgomery, and, Everybody loves him. Everybody cheers for him. He has a lot of fans supporting the stands. And so I, I just can't wait to let this kid get out there and, and to be a starting running back. And, you know, Juwan Howell, he's a transfer from University of North Alabama, a bigger kid. So I think we have some players intact in, in that's going to compete. And, 
And now I feel like we have enough people at each position where it's not just you're going to be the starter. It's like you're going to have to compete during the week from going to academic practice, from being on time, to making all the weightlifting, going to class. So you have to do all of those things right because if not, we have other players who will take your place. And to me, that's how you have to have a good team. If you can't compete and, uh, and know that if I don't get the job done, somebody else will. I just think it, it, you don't stay on that razor edge of always knowing that I have to play at a high level. And then defensively, you got Davis coming back, 67 tackles, second team all-conference. So talk about the swarm defense that, that you have and what do you expect from Davis? Yeah, I mean, I think he's the leader of the defense. I mean, you could just see it emotionally. The guy's intense. You know, the South Florida kid who comes up with a – and he was a walk-on. So he's a kid that, of course, I'm going to have a soft spot. I was a walk-on. So he came in as a walk-on and – and started his first year and just uh, we'll, we'll learn the defense really fast, smart player. Uh, he's kind of an emotional leader. Uh, he didn't practice in the spring, had a, a little nagging injury. So you can just tell the difference of him not being out there to now during the summer, the way the guys respond to him. You know, Carl Pepper is another guy we have coming back, starting corner. Um, Brandon Gaddy, defensive lineman. So we have, we have some veteran guys coming back who are expecting to play at a high level. And that's the biggest thing now is just, you know, that's not, hey, I hope we have a good team. No, we're, we're going to have a good team. And I think if you don't have that mindset of believing that you can go out there and win every game, then you are ready to feed. Well, you start off with uh, with Howard in the uh, Swag Miac Challenge. I'm sure, you know, 160 miles from, from your campus uh, to Atlanta. So it, I'm sure there's some excitement there playing on national TV in your first game. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. I mean, the Swag Miac Challenge, I think the game's starting at 7 p.m. So just, you know, you know our crowd, we're not going to sit at – no hot game at 1 o'clock, so I'm glad they moved to the 7, so now everybody can kind of have a, a fun day in Atlanta and, and roll into the stadium on time to see us play, and of course, two great bands, you know, our, our band, and of course, Howard's band also, I mean, so I mean, we're just looking forward to it. It's a great way to open up the college football season week zero, and uh, you know, our model, we want to start in the season in Atlanta, so we're putting that mindset into the kids' head that, hey, if you, you want to win a championship, you can't be afraid to speak it. You got to put it out there, you got to put it at your goal, but then once you have championship dreams, now you got to have a championship work ethic. So now you're calling yourself out, and you have to be committed to work at the things that you say you're dreaming about. And uh, we talked about it at the top, um, Alcorn Zone, Dr. Jason Cable, athletic director. We've had many a conversation. He's a young guy. You're, you're, you're a young guy yourself. Talk a little bit about that relationship. Yeah, I mean, um, I, mean I, I think that's a, that's a big reason for me to want to come back and, and coach college football. I mean, you know, I've been knowing Dr. Cable. He was at, actually standing on the sideline. Uh, I was living in Houston. And, uh, of course, I was doing some ESPN, but I wasn't working the game. He was at Jackson State at the time, so it was a uh, SWAC championship game. So we were just standing on the sideline, and we just started talking and had a conversation. So I'm like, hey, man, what you want to do? And I want to be an AD one day. And so then a decade later, you know, he's the AD that hired me as a football coach. I just kind of went yeah. full circle, like, who knew, right? So – but uh, someone that I've always stayed in touch with over the years, we would, you know, see each other at different SWAC events and stuff like that. So uh, um, just a really smart, knowledgeable guy coming through the compliance ring, so he knows that part of it. So I mean, I think he's the person to really lead the athletic department to that next level. And you know, of course, he hired me, which was a great move. And so now I'm just <laughs> and also Coach Medlock, who's our new basketball coach um, from South Carolina State, and then you have Coach Vasquez, who got over the hump and won that baseball championship. So. I think uh, Alabama State athletically is just moving in a really good direction. And, and Dr. Cable, one thing I learned from him, from him that he always talks about is that student-athlete experience. And he talks about that at all, how they really were able to have a student-athlete experience. So we're trying to push that 
to everybody on campus that at the end of the day, we want these kids to leave Alabama State feeling like hey, it was a great experience. And I want to come back and be an alumnus. I want to give back because I had a great experience while I was there. Well, you, well, you know about that being Alabama State's own. I mean, I always enjoy coming to Montgomery. I mean, the facilities are great. I mean, the Hornet Stadium, the baseball complex, softball complex, the SWAC softball tournament was there. The Acadome, I mean, even though it's been there a minute, mm-hmm. still looks brand new. I mean, it looks like it hardly has been played in. Right. It looks great. Um, what is it about Montgomery? I mean, you, you know all about Montgomery ins and outs. You know, you know the nuances. What is it about Montgomery in terms of getting athletes and just Montgomery in general, what's there in Montgomery athletically to help build it inside out? Yeah, I just think uh, it's just the people. I think it's just the relationships. If you go going to Heritage Barbershop, you know, you've got to get a haircut from Boo Man. He's been there forever. <laughs> Boo Man. So, yeah, Boo Man. you got to get your haircut from Boo Man. So it's like it's just one of those things that uh, it's just the people, man. And so, um, you know, coming back as some of the, you know, like um, – one of the places that we go to eat, you know, Miss Teresa, you know, she was in class with me. And so, you know, I said, hey, yeah, we need 50 plates for the coaches, and bam, she's going to get it, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's that type of thing where you could just have that family atmosphere. There's a lot of people that come to Montgomery for school, and they end up never leaving. They had no intention of living in Montgomery for the rest of their life. But 30 years later, and they're still there. And then look at myself. I, I had no intention of moving back to Montgomery, but now I am. And so it's just the people more than anything. The location is good. Uh, it's just a perfect size city. It's, it's big enough to, to do what you need to do, but they don't have everything. I've lived in Houston and other places, and it's almost you have too much going on. <laughs> so, uh, you're, yeah. you're a close drive to Birmingham, yeah. Nashville, Atlanta, New Orleans. So yeah. you can – Jackson, wherever you want to go, you can get to. You're not that far away. So it's a, it's like one of those little best-kept secrets that, you know, a lot of things going on there. Well, Coach, we appreciate it and looking forward to the season. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. want a western adventure but you also want modern convenience what you want is boise we have 15 breweries just miles from hop farms and our downtown is packed with more than a hundred craft restaurants we have an outdoor theater where deer walk by seriously oh and we have more than 200 days of sun every year which make those hundreds of miles of trails around the city pretty awesome this is boise the unexpected west plan your trip to visit idaho at visitboise.com Thompson's Water Seal protects all kinds of outdoor spaces, even the concrete ones, even if we can't agree on what they're called, like is it a porch or a patio. The only difference you'll notice is the one protected by Thompson's Water Seal. Trust the seal. Thompson's Water Seal. And you you walk in in a situation where your team won the Western Division. Yes, so you, you come in on some positive momentum. We talked with Coach Dooley, obviously. He's at Southern University. Um, just, just, just talk about that. Just coming in on the heels of that, and I know the expectations are pretty high. Yeah, expectations are very high. I mean, not only from the uh, fans, but I mean, uh, uh, me as well, and the players as well. I mean, and the good thing about it, you know, we got a lot of um, veteran guys coming back, so that's that's going to definitely help us out. You know, going forward uh, for this year, uh, meeting with them last week. 
and just letting them know what we need to do uh, to get ready, you know, and, you know, I need those guys to come back in, you know, uh, ready to go, you know, so we can get back to that championship run. Does it look like they're ready to go? I guess any coach right now would say no. If the season started today and any coach that says they're ready, they're lying to you. They're lying. They're definitely lying. We're definitely not ready. (laughs) And you wouldn't expect that. Exactly, exactly. Unless, again, unless you can get those kids in, no, first and second session where they're where they're gelling together. You know, then you may you know you might be able to say that. But even then, you know, it's about you know uh, what they're doing out there on the field to get themselves prepared. You know, daily. How, I mean, I know major FBS programs that their their kids were on campus probably yeah. never left. Some of them came in in June. Some have <laughs> been there a month. And I know for most of our schools, I know for all corn, they came in July the fifth. And uh, so that extra month, I mean, it would in a perfect world, you would love to have your kids in in June. Probably wouldn't even in May if you could. Absolutely. But uh, but just do you have to accelerate the process? Well, no doubt you, you have to because again, you don't. We don't have that privilege uh, for most of us anyway uh, to uh, bring those kids in um, June and July. So again, majority of guys come in July and you know get three or four weeks before they actually start camp. So, yeah, accelerating is, is, is an understatement. Yeah, we definitely got to get them up to be. And, again, you always hope that, you know, during that June process that they are out there doing what they're supposed to do, but, you know, they're not. not yeah. all, they may be doing some something, but not enough to where, they, you know, they can do the things that the, the head strength and condition coach would, would like them to do. You, you kind of, I mean, is it crazy to say you kind of want them a little bit I mean, you want them in perfect shape, which is not going to happen. But even if they're out of shape, and I'm sure you and the strength coach say, that's okay. If you're not in shape, we're going to get you in shape. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that is his job, and that's what, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's supposed to do, as well as the, as well as the coaches, you know, help, helping them out, you know, get those guys ready to go. All right, so when you look at this team, I look at Preview last year, of course, uh, you know, previous coach offensively, just explosive. You had Juwan Pass. And, mm-hmm. and so when, when you look at this roster, Tell us, as far as the quarterback is concerned, of course, you'll be we'll be heading to Preview uh, late late in November. That's going to be an interesting contest there as we head to to Panther Stadium. Let's start with the quarterback. Uh, any any commitment there in terms of who will get the start against uh, Texas Southern? Well, right now, um, you know, we we looking at uh, Trayvon Conley. Um, you know, looking out my office window and watching them do what they do, um, he he looks to be the, the uh, top contender right now. Uh, of course, you still got Chris Scott behind him, uh, Jones kid, JC kid as well. Um, and I think once we get um, into that into the grind of everything on August, you know, it, it'll show more. You know, with the hitting and, and and all that. But right now, he is that guy. You know, and we're looking forward to uh, forward to him and doing what he needs to do because again, he came in. Uh, second half, uh, Jackson State like, in the SWAC championship and uh, did really well. When you look at Preview, are we? Is it going to be an offensive-minded team, more defensive-minded? But what, what, what do you think? Both, mm-hmm. both. Yeah, definitely. You know, again, we got Mark Frederick who uh, who was on the Dooley last year. Uh, he ended up coming back uh, as the OC. Uh, first time as OC uh, and pretty much knows the offense. Um, and he's going to do a little things different from what we've been uh, working on and talking about. Uh, defensively, you know, Coach Todd Middleton um, was uh, the co-coordinator last year uh, with uh, Miller. But we, we know that, well, let me say that for the first time since I've been there, we have uh, 
D linemen that we have, you know, stacked behind one another. So we're going to be able to uh, rotate these young men in and out, and that's what we haven't had in the past. But we've always had a great defense, uh, and it starts with those guys up front. So it's definitely going to be a different look at quarterback, a little youth experience. What are you looking at in terms of, uh, in terms of that at the quarterback position? I want, I want a more experienced guy, yeah. Definitely more experienced, cause, again, because everybody's getting better. Everybody's getting better in order for us to compete and get back to where we were last year in that swag championship. You got to have a veteran guy that knows what to do, knows how to control things out there on the field. And talking to uh, Coach uh, Frederick, you know he gonna do a little do a little thing different with the quarterback this year. So. Obviously, we've had success all corn winning the division, winning the championship. And I always ask Coach McNair this the following year, the mindset, because you can get ahead of yourself. You yeah. think you're all that in the bag of chips and the dip and all that, as as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. But then you get brought down to earth at from time to time. It's football. That's the way it happens. Yeah. The way this team handled winning the West, even though they came up short, is the hunger there, trying, knowing that you know we got a lot of work to do. We got another big step to go winning the winning the championship getting back trying to win the division first of all the cockiness you do you see that or just kind of a business-like approach knowing that you came up short last year and you got a lot of work in front of you we still uh, as you said we we still have a lot of work in front of us but uh i'm very optimistic because of what i did see you know in late mid late june is guys coming in on their own and, and getting the work in and that, anytime you see the young men do that on their own, that, that's a good sign. The Western Division is uh, wide open, Coach. Yeah. It's wide open, and I think that might give uh, any coach in the West Coast, Dooley and yourself, yeah. Coach McNair, you know, the fact that you've got new coaches and new places and new faces. Hugh Jackson, obviously, at Grambling. We'll be talking with him coming up. It's just a, it's 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 a lot, and it's it's wide open. It is wide open, man. And like I say, it, you you have a bunch of uh, good coaches that uh, know the business, know how to coach, know how to get these guys motivated, and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a rival, you know, throughout the whole West. I'm telling. You. Well, coach, we appreciate it. We'll see you in November. Thank you, sir. Thompson's Water Seal protects all kinds of outdoor spaces, even the concrete ones, even if we can't agree on what they're called. Like, is it a porch or is it a patio? From where we're standing, the only difference between the two you'll definitely notice is when it's protected by Thompson's Water Seal. So whether you're team porch or team patio, we can all agree that the best space is one that's waterproofed with Thompson's Water Seal. Trust the seal. Thompson's Water Seal.